Welcome to the Circle of Gumption podcast, A Well-Balanced Life with Kenneth O'Neill. Zig Ziglar said, I believe a man was designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, and endowed with the seeds of greatness. Kenneth O'Neill carries this tradition forward in his work and in this podcast, The Circle of Gumption, as he shows how maximizing your God-given talents and abilities leads to a successful, well-balanced existence in all areas of life. Join co-hosts Tom Fox and Kenneth O'Neill as they explore the circle of gumption to help change your life mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, and professionally by improving the health of your relationship with others and yourself. In this episode, we take up the word gumption. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again with Kenneth O'Neill for another episode. Kenneth, welcome back. Thank you, sir. I was looking forward to this. Well, Kenneth, today I wanted to start with the word gumption. And I'm not sure if I should ask you for your definition or I should tell you what I thought when I heard that word. And maybe you can either say it's a fair assessment or take it in a different direction. Now that I say that, I'm going to tell you what I thought of it. Um, My father always said that not what you achieve it's how you get up after you've been knocked down and that's in his that was in his eyes the mark of a man and gumption to me growing up was close to the word pluck and what i mean by that is it was stick to itness it was you get knocked down you get up it's different than grit and we're going to get to grit in a little bit because I know you've got experience with that too. But gumption to me was not simply putting my head down and hitting a wall 50 times and knocking down. It was it was using my brain. If if I had a setback, I you know would step back, assess, take the information and try to develop a new plan. But it was as a word that was not used really, I don't think enough. But it's a word that I found great, not only very positive, but I drew great strength from. So why did you name, uh, why did you adopt gumption, and what does gumption mean to you? That is, of course, a great question. And the word gumption, as you said, it's really a pretty old word. You can actually see it in writings and literature in the 1700s. And, uh, of course, in the 1800s, it was used a great deal, and then it lost some favor late, you know, 1890s, 95. But even into early 1900s, it was used. And as I grew up in central and south Georgia, and especially near Atlanta and some of the other big towns in Georgia, my mother thought it was next to godliness that I go to the farm every summer. She said, uh, her parents, uh, you know, had farms in central and south Georgia, and they grew um, peanuts, cotton, and tobacco. And oh, yeah, peanuts. That oh, that was a dirty job getting those peanuts. But anyways. So what I would end up doing is sitting on the front porch. Now I'm seven, eight, nine years old. 
when this all started. And we'd be rocking back and forth and we'd have a great big pot or a big pan of butter beans and peas and corn and tomatoes. And I'm helping my grandmother, you know, shell peas and the old word shuck the corn. You've heard all that. And one day I remember her telling me, Kenneth, you see that little boy out there standing in the rain? He has no gumption. And I said, no gumption? What does that mean? And she said, gumption is like common sense. Okay, of course, today we know common sense is no longer common. But she would always use it, uh, talking about somebody or what a decision that they had made. And it was always interesting when she would approach me and say, Kenneth, did you use your gumption? And what I think gumption is, there's two words that really bring it home. And the first one is self-awareness. Who are you? What is your purpose in life? How do you go from a transaction life to a transformed life. What is that path? And a person with gumption chooses the high road. He believes in fairness, being kind, being considerate, looking at justice, treating people the way that you want to be treated. Follow the golden rule. The other word, and I've only recently come into this word after doing some reading and presenting this and writing this book, is along with self-awareness, I believe a person of gumption has humility. Humility. And when I look at it from an effective communication standpoint, the highest levels of listening to somebody. You know, the number one, which is the worst type of listening, is where you're pretending to listen. But when you go to being synergistic, where you can say, I've walked in your shoes, and you're at a high level of listening, that is a person of gumption that they treat people properly, they watch what they say, and and I think you're right about what your father said. It's kind of like, what did John Wayne say? If you fall off, skip back on the horse. And I think it's bold, it's courageous. Uh, I think about the lifestyle and the principles of Zig Ziglar. And I would be willing to say Zig Ziglar was a man of gumption. And I think it is in creating the atmosphere or the environment, whatever you're doing and wherever you are, but you leave the people that associate with you, you leave them better than they were when you met them. So it's 2023. 
why is a word that's been around for maybe 500 years so important now? One of the big reasons is because of a lot of the things that we've gone through recently with COVID-19, things being shut down, things that we thought were safe and secure, like going to our schools. I mean, who in the world would have ever thought that of locking the schools down? Who would have ever thought of you can't go to church? So we have a lot of disruption and we have a lot of disagreement. We have a lot of discord in our life. And I look upon the word of gumption as being a movement. Let's get people back together. Let's get them where they're having effective conversations that really mean something. Let's talk about things that are meaningful. And let's look at a well-balanced life. Well-balanced. The quality of our life at work needs to be equal. There needs to be alignment with the quality at home. And when we don't have that kind of balance, we have a lot of discord. So I am trying very hard to take this up another level. Let's create a movement for gumption. All right. I've got a group on Facebook. It's called the Circle of Gumption Group. Circle of Gumption Group, and I haven't really pushed it very hard. I mean, I've been doing this webinar for the couple of weeks on the book, The Circle of Gumption, and but I'm trying to get it out there. We've got T-shirts. We're going to have coffee cups. We're pushing that word out there, and I've had a lot of people call me. You know, what does that really mean? I've been on trips in the last 90 days. And I remember sitting, I was sitting in the middle seat and there were two young ladies in their 30s sitting on each side of me. And I had a copy of the book and I asked them what they thought about the word gumption. And neither one of them, 30 years old, had ever even heard the word at age 30. So I talked to them about that and, and we had some great discussions. And some of the things that you and I are talking about now is a person of gumption is someone that they have an intentional life to make it and to make a, you know, nice life for their families, create some legacy in their life. But the big thing is to make sure that that life, you have a plan for what you're going to do. Let me change the focus a little bit. Because this is not a theoretical framework that we should live our life by. You actually have real action steps, and you work with people to take steps. And I want to take you back to you taught at Triner University to help kids who were looking to get into the military academy. You had a program for them. And I bring up Triner because at Triner, they say they are looking for students with grit, which I interpret just a little bit differently than gumption. But in you describing the program that you helped teach or taught at Shriner, uh, you, you really laid out 
the steps they needed to take, the ongoing, I'm going to use some compliance words here, so ongoing monitoring of their progress, the uh, adjustments or continuous improvement of their progress, hopefully getting them to their final goal. Do those sorts of steps, do you have those sorts of steps within the circle of gumption that if a person wanted to implement just what you've said to bring forward a a program of intentionality, to bring forward a life of legacy, that you can help them with the specific steps? Sure. Yeah. The program, it it was shut down during COVID in 2020, but uh, that program had been at Shriner for about 17 years. And I was on the staff there for for more than 10. Now, I originally got started doing effective communication. We started out doing the Toastmasters, and then we changed it, and I rewrote the curriculum for it and actually just took effective communication. And then we added time management to that. All right, so that was the two programs I had that I did. And then when I came back from Africa and I was licensed to do the Zig Ziglar personal life skills and those things that we've talked about a little bit before of and use this assessment of the seven areas of your life and they should be done in order and the first one is your mental input the second one is your character development and the third one is your physical activity now those kids when they would come in They're 17, 18, 19 years old, and they had been rejected one time already by one of the five academies. They said, you know, you're a good kid. You've got a lot going for you, but we can't bring you in this year. And a lot of times it was because of their uh, academic standing. They didn't have the grades in high school. So we began working on their mental input, the books they read the music they listen to, uh, the games they play, uh, because we understand that their mental input determines their output or their productivity or their performance level. And the big thing about this mental input is the people they associate with. And you need to associate with people that support what you believe and who you are. And all of these kids, and we averaged 25 to 45. One year we had 51, and it was just horrible. But 25 to 45. And, but we would put them on the program. And then, of course, you know that in going to the academies, you have to be physically fit. So they had to run at least a six-minute mile. They had to do so many push-ups, so many sit-ups, uh, and the physical activity. So we would put that program together. Now, the, acad- the mental input at the university was around their academics. I had a program that said, okay, we want you, your goal in your um, academics and in your mental input is to make a 4.0. That's the goal. That's where we want. When I started this, they were running on an average in the class of about 3.5, 3.6. I mean, that's not anything to laugh at, but you know, it wasn't where we wanted them to be. So the last year, uh, 2020, was in May of 2020 was the last class. They had a 3.92. 
3.92. There were 20, 26 kids in that class, I think. So a 3.92. Now, the, um, the success rate when I started, they were getting about somewhere around 7, 7.5 of each student. All right, so around 70%. The last year, we were at 90.2% of getting appointments to the academy. So the system that we set up, it was very successful, and it worked. But every one of them had a daily planner. They had a calendar that they worked with, and we would hold them accountable every day believe that you can do everything you want to do in life you cannot do it all today but you can have you can be whatever you want to be you can do whatever you want to do as long as you serve others and of course when you got a young person that wants to serve in the military there's two words we talk about that's your duty and that's your honor to do it and though all of those kids no matter what we what we put them through they never change their number one goal is to get an appointment. And by that being the goal, and they were out here, then we worked toward that, and the success rate was there. But we had a detailed plan because you can't work on 100 things a day. You can't even work on 10 at excellent level, but you can work on three or four. And so the goal was always get a 4.0, stay in physical, great physical shape, and create great character by living a life of integrity. Those were the three main things, and we did them every day, seven days a week. And then once a month, we would actually have a physical assessment by having them run their mile and push-ups and all that. But yeah, that was a detailed plan. We wrote it all out. And it's based on my program of you can have whatever you want in life, but you've got to have a plan, you got to have a positive attitude, and you got to do it every day. And that's why we had those success rates in that program. Well, Kenneth, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. But before we leave, I wanted to ask you if our listeners wanted any more information on yourself or any of the topics we've touched on, or on your weekly webinar that you're putting on in the Circle of Gumption, where would be the best place or places for them to find out about those things? Great. Thank you for that, for giving me that opportunity. Uh, anyone that wants to, the let's see, the webinar we do at 6 p.m. on Monday night, uh, and we'll, we'll be going into our third session next week, but they can send me their e- email and we'll send them the link so that they can register for the webinar and then the sunday around five o'clock they'll get a reminder and then they'll be reminded one hour before on monday night so my email address is merger at windstream.net and if they'll send me their contact information i'll send them the link so they can register or the other thing is I've been doing a lot of pushing it out on Facebook and LinkedIn. They could probably just go through and 
search me in on Facebook and on LinkedIn and pick up the link to go ahead and just register. It's the registration link. And we'll be doing it for the next four weeks. So, and they're getting the circle of gumption. That's what we're talking about. And then if they want to chat, they can call me 830-285-7010, 285-7010. And uh, if they want to go to the website, it's my first and middle initial and my last name, no apostrophe. And it's croneal.com. So yeah, I'd love to chat. Uh, very interesting, some of the people that I've been talking to since this book of gumption has come out. Well, Kenneth, thanks so much. I look forward to continuing this conversation. Thank you, sir. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed this first episode of The Circle of Gumption. If you have enjoyed it, I hope you'll subscribe to our podcast and rate and review it. We link to Kenneth O'Neill's website as well as his book, The Circle of Gumption. I hope you will join us again for another episode as we continue our exploration on the circle of gumption, a well-balanced life with Kenneth O'Neill. This podcast is a production of the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network.